Stand by to receive our transmission. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to the Bama Geeks Podcast. We're four friends diving into our favorite pop culture topics with a dash of Southern charm. Right, we have the tools, we have the talent. It's Miller time. Whoa, this is heavy. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Wait, what? Crazy? You didn't say I was crazy. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. You want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! So grab your biscuits and gravy, a glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the nerdy hospitality of Brock and Jessica Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. This is the way. This is the way. And welcome into the Bama Geeks podcast. We are back, and hopefully you are too. I'm Brock Parker, and with me as always... Mi compadres, mi familia, who are you? Hi, this is Jessica. Hello, this is Bo. Hello, this is Kevin. Mm, all sultry. I love it. We're so silky Ooh. smooth tonight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, as you know from us, if you listen to the first episode especially, we are geeks for a lot of things, not just pop culture, even though this is primarily a pop culture podcast. We will get to those things. We're going to discuss some spoilerish things, but we're going to save that for the end. We're going to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're going to talk about Godzilla versus Kong. We're going to look at uh, the Suicide Squad trailer, Space Jam 2 trailer, a whole lot of things coming up. But the spoilery stuff will save for the end with Falcon and Winter Soldier, as well as Godzilla vs. Kong. We have all seen Godzilla vs. Kong. Bo refuses to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. We'll get on, we'll not- get on to him and get into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's on his to-do list. It's not a refusal, more of a lack of time. <laughs> Sure. You know, adulting and parenting. Yes. Parenting. Yes. We get it. We're all, you know, we kids love them. <laughs> so, but uh, we're going to kick off this episode. Kevin, especially, is a massive fan of one Elon Musk. And, mm. you know, pretty much we all are. But Kevin is going to give you some insights into some serious goodness in the oh, what man. he's calling the Elon verse. So we're gonna dun, ta- dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll talk about uh some some really neat things that uh, Elon and his companies are doing. And then we'll get into the trailers and we've got some con stuff, maybe some video game stuff, and then some spoilerish fun for some recent releases. So Kevin, I'm gonna let you start us off, man. The Elon verse. I kind of feel like we should talk about SpaceX, the privatization of space. What's the hot topic now? We've got the Cybertruck coming up. We've got Starlink. You know, Starlink is uh, is set to revolutionize how we could potentially, you know, talk to each other across the globe. I mean, it's it's already being rolled out. Like, start us off talking about SpaceX, guys. I mean, I mm-hmm. think we've we've got bullet points here to talk about SpaceX and the privatization uh, privatization of space. But it's kind of like those are. One in the same, really. I mean, SpaceX is what is privatizing space. And if you guys think about it, there's really nothing more American 
than privatizing stuff. <laughs> We're all about privatizing space, okay? So one of the things about NASA overall is that when NASA does something wrong, because it's a public company, um, they're un under intense scrutiny because, hey, you know what? It's your money. It's my money. Something just blew up in the sky. I don't know how much money that is. They're in, under intense scrutiny, whereas you have SpaceX. All they got to do is get clearance to to launch and then just amaze us with the fact that they can do things with rockets that we only ever saw growing up in sci-fi movies, like landing a rocket standing straight up. You would have thought that was it was like it was an everyday thing in movies. Every uh, spaceship did that. But then to actually see a rocket in real life actually land on a platform in the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And now they do it routinely. Like it's just like making a sandwich. It's just like the simplest thing in the world yep. for them to do. I'm, I'm sure I'm oversimplifying it, obviously. A very expensive sandwich, but you, <laughs> nonetheless, you know. Yeah. That's the double decker club sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. SpaceX now, has been fascinating to watch. You know, we're all children of the 80s. And so seeing NASA and seeing the space shuttle program was always something that always mm -hmm. fascinated me. You know, when the Challenger exploded, I had a, uh, one of, uh, it was one of our teachers in our school system was, she wasn't one of the finalists, but she was very close to being accepted onto Challenger. And golly, man, I remember sitting there watching that. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure we all did. Just fascinated. Mm -hmm. Wow. Teachers going into space and mm -hmm. the unthinkable yeah. happens. Matter of fact, when I was a television reporter um, over in Columbus, Georgia, Roger Beaujolais, who worked for Morton Thiokol, he was one of the engineers that spotted early on the O-ring issue. He was one of the whistleblowers, mm -hmm. and I got to interview wow. him for more than an hour, and he was so fascinating to talk to and his experiences in dealing with NASA and, and the Challenger program and and, you know, he recounted a lot of his personal experiences sitting there watching things that he worked on just, you know, along with human lives just being obliterated. Mm -hmm. And that um, I need I need to go back and find that interview. I would if I can find it and get it onto YouTube or somewhere, I will happily do that. Mm -hmm. It's it's a hour long interview with him. And wow. Um, yeah. The, what year was this? This was 2007, I believe, oh. was when I interviewed him. He came to Auburn University and was talking to their uh, College of Engineering. Oh, okay. No, no I'm sorry. There, he was talking to the College of Business about one of their business programs, and, and I got a, a, about a, an hour with him privately to, to do this interview. And, of course, I'll, like I said, growing up, I've, I've got all the, the Challenger patches from all their missions, oh. and I've got the 8 by 10s you know, the, the young astronaut kits that NASA put out. But anyway- so seeing NASA go from handling all this stuff themselves and then being able to pass it off to private companies like SpaceX uh, is really is fascinating. And yeah, like you said, Kev, watching the, the rockets being able to land, you never thought that would happen. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you think it's possible because, I mean, like you said, the, you know, the child of the 80s and even like from the 50s and 60s, you know, they remain the romance of sci-fi of seeing, right. like you said, the rockets mm -hmm. and stuff. And now folks like that have got older. They have. Well, certain folks have the billions of dollars to spare to do that, you know. Right. You know, I would love to do that. I mean, heck, you know, if I had his money too, heck yeah, I'd, sh I'd shoot a car in space. Right. I mean, come on. Right. Sure, why not? Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, none of us were around when we landed on the moon. 
Yeah. So, you know, none of us were able to watch that. And you just watch, you know, the only exposure we have is either speaking with our parents or watching like Apollo 13, the movie, yeah. where you get to see just how people mm-hmm. were just sitting down watching their little bitty TVs and they were transfixed with just this visual of just something that's absolutely amazing. You just can't believe it. The closest that I've ever gotten to feeling that was watching those rockets mm-hmm. land and realizing that we just took a major step forward uh, in space travel. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're able to use computers to do this now. And not only are we using computers to do it, they basically get to a certain point in the countdown where the computer completely takes over. And it's using very similar autonomous technology that they use in their cars. So it's like, it's it's almost the, the, the most, the most fascinating thing about this for me is that it's all kind of interconnected. They'll progress technology in one of their sectors, and then they'll use that technology to progress over here. And I was just fascinated, too, by being able to watch those launches, and you saw this this spaceship with this elaborate control panel and the knobs and the buttons and them sitting in the cabin, and then to where we are now with the recent launch of the SpaceX. And me and Brock's watching it, and you're just sitting there. It's just like, just it's just a touchscreen. It's just so clean and so basic and here we are we're touching these screens now and we're going into space it looks like the inside of kevin's car yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it's like it's like the one thing i said they missed out from our movies back then was you know they like uh, it's like watching things like aliens and stuff like you know we nowadays you know it's commonplace for lcd monitors and high definition Mm -hmm. tvs where back then the future everyone still had crt monitors (laughs) in the the cabin you know well you know you know science fiction has always needed to reflect what we understand so Mm -hmm. like during the time while we were growing up that was the technology we had to be able to relate to it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so like now technology is so far advanced i mean like you know brock had mentioned I, i have a little bit of a bias because i actually do own a Tesla. And it's, it's so different from any other vehicle that you, you've probably ever driven or ever owned. And that it's just so minimalist that everything mm-hmm. is done on a screen. It is it, tough to describe just how mind blowing it is and how, how freeing it is. You really can't get that feeling from a test drive. If you ever get a chance to just borrow a Tesla for a week <laughs> and then just use that as your, as your daily driver, you, yeah, you would probably want one after that. Most likely. I'm still hoping he, he pulls the trigger on that N64 graphics truck. That's what I'm really hoping happens. Wait, what? Oh, the cyber truck? <laughs> the very <laughs> the very squarish. It looks like oh, something oh. from the, the N64 <laughs> the polygon. Oh, yeah. graphics truck. Yeah. <laughs> polygon truck. <laughs> polygon truck. Yeah. The, uh, um, the cyber truck, that's, that is actually hopefully going into production later on this year. And those are being built in Texas. Um, Everything in oh, Texas. Giga Texas. Well, I can speak I, to the experience of riding in Kevin's car. It was uh, oh it was pretty, it's pretty mind blowing. I I will attest to that. Too. That is, that is a a beautiful beautiful car, and I didn't me not being familiar with that at all. Kevin pulled out of our yard. We're sitting there, <sighs> and he's like, "Ready? Like for what?" And he floors it, and that thing oh, just yeah. shoots off like one of those rockets. <laughs> I, have, I, haven't, wow. I haven't rode in a Tesla, but I have rode in a battery-powered, like one of those indoor go-kart facilities. And, it, and they're all battery-powered. And it is incredible how the battery power engine just, like, it zips. And, you know, it's there's no delay. There's no rev up. It's, you know, get and go. 
No, Jess was leaning leaning forward trying to see what all was on the dash. <laughs> Kevin floored it, and she's like in the in the very back window by that time. I mean, it it, th- it threw me back. Uh, was not. Yeah, Kevin, thanks for that. She's like Garfield in the back window there, you know. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I I did ask if you guys were ready. You did. (laughs) You did, but we really weren't. But you didn't elaborate. (laughs) You You just said, are you ready? (laughs) Sure, we're ready to go. Yeah, you want to open up a sunroof? What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like that line in Ferris Bueller. If you have the opportunity to to get one, I highly recommend it. It's so choice. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, enough gushing on the car. Um, no, there is uh, never it, enough gushing on the car. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's an incredible vehicle, man. <laughs> F- fair enough. Um, it, it, it turned uh, me, I, I've been fascinated with Elon and, and everything, especially since, you know, with the boring company with the flamethrowers, that's really what got my attention <laughs> with them. I'm like, what, what? And then the, yeah. you know, the, the SpaceX, but, but when, yeah. when you, when you own their products or you own, uh, you know, own one of their products and you realize that most of the time when you get an update and it's something cool, it's because Elon wanted it. <laughs> Yep. It's not because it was asked for uh, most of the time. Well, sometimes it's, it's because it was asked for by someone on Twitter that asked him and he was like, yeah, that's a cool idea. But <laughs> most of the time it's like, I mean, they, they, they did an update not too long ago for some of the later model, uh, model, uh, model Y and model threes where it's got a pedestrian horn on the outside because, because electric vehicles are required to have them and they're required to make a sound. So Elon in typical Elon fashion said, well, you know what? The highway safety board, they said, we have to make a sound. They didn't say what sound it had to be. So I'm going to make it where you can make your, your car fart going down the road if you want to, <laughs> or you can make it make the, the, the sound, you know, the kit sound from, you know, the uh, Knight Rider going down the road if you want to. That's I don't care. I, I mean, it, it, the, the guy's like, it's like it's his, 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 his toy box. You wanted a sound. You didn't specify the sound. Mm. Exactly. So he's like, it's like he's goading them or something. <laughs> so I, I fully expect in the future it'll be like any cars that are made after 2024 must have this incredibly boring sound running at all times hey, when above 18 miles an hour or something like that. You should just record yourself go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Feel like a kid again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the brake sound. I would be disappointed. <laughs> So, so far as other things um, that we could speak about with SpaceX, the, the, the big one now that has garnered a lot of attention has been Starlink. This is going to revolutionize things. As someone who at one point had satellite internet, I had uh, I was on a satellite connection called Wild Blue, and I don't even know if that they exist anymore. I think they may have merged with HughesNet or something. Yeah, I never heard of um, that. It, Wild, it, it was good. Um, at the time when I when I had it, it was owned by the engineer who created it. He was the CEO. And they use what they use what they call bent pipe technology, and it, it was just slang for we have a really low latency for a, for having one geostationary satellite. And I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, latency was at like 500 milliseconds for a satellite, which was insane, like really good, half a second. But we're talking, um, you know, 30 milliseconds, sometimes 15 milliseconds from Starlink because they have so many. They have thousand uh, over a thousand Starlink satellites in space now, and They've been cleared for, I think, up to 25,000 satellites in space. Jeez. And they launch them 60 at a time using Falcon 9s. And it's to the point where they have already put in um, uh, approval, uh, patent approval and FCC approval for Starlink nodes that you could use while you're on in a car. 
So that will make it where you can use it on a, on a plane. You could use it in, on your RV, on your semi truck, in your car, anywhere you want to go. Cause the ones that you get right now are tied to a specific service area. So you can get so far away from your service address and still be able to use it. But as soon as you get out of your cell, then you can't use it anymore. But everyone who has tried it so far from what I've seen has been absolutely mind blown at just how fast it is. And they're already talking about it. It's going to expand to pretty much any habitable place on the planet. So you will you could have people that are in the middle of the Sahara Desert plop this thing down with their generator, with their solar panels, and they could have the internet right there. Yeah, I watched quite a few videos, I guess like a month or two ago, before we even really had started talking about this amongst ourselves, of these guys up in remote Idaho that he went and plopped one of these down on his roof, ran the, you know, the cable and the, and the modem. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. that video. Yeah. And it, it aligned itself. It, it found mm-hmm. what it needed to find all by, by itself. And he was in the middle of the sticks of uh, the mountains and he was pulling a hundred meg down easily handedly. Jeez. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I know people like my best friend from high school, she lives down uh she lives down in Florida in a very remote area. Her internet is terrible. Her cell phone service is terrible. And I told her I, I said, keep an eye on the Starlink. When you can get it, you need it because it'll blow your mind at your house. <laughs> now is Starlink supposed to be like it's going to be its own company type thing or are they it is provide its own company? Okay. Mm-hmm. So essentially things might get nasty in the these telecommunication cell phone battle when it when they finally start pushing for I guess a big rollout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, previously, the federal government has provided a lot of money, billions of dollars, to some of the existing terrestrial telecommunications yeah. companies to do rollouts, and they've just sat on it. They've squandered it. They have not done anything with it. Um, and even now, uh, they're arguing to the FCC that you know, t- t- ten megabit up is fine. 10 megabit up is, is perfectly yeah, standard fine. User, perfectly, yeah. yeah it's, and, and it's not. In in the remote world that we live in, where you have people that are having to work remote, you know, mm-hmm. 10 megabits up is not fine. And knowing that you can have a satellite service that could provide you more than that, that's, that's pretty mind-blowing. And they've already stated that that may not be it. They may be able to get it even faster than that. So this is an interesting thing because this will this if this happens this will this will move to other areas because like with me when we we just recently you know we moved a couple of years ago and one of the big things was like I got to have internet at our place mm-hmm. so therefore you know that will now help you know folks be like hey you know I kind of want to be a little out on my own mm-hmm. well, heck you can be a little bit out on your own but you can also still be connected you can still play you know your games or we could be like mm-hmm. doing the chats like this with no issue so that's once again that'll benefit something else hopefully I remember when you uh, started hitting that good internet when you moved. You were yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Bo suffered for a long time, very long yeah. time. I, we had DSL when I first moved there about fourteen, fifteen years ago. It was a three megabyte download with a half meg upload, and that was DSL. And then eventually, <laughs> by the time we leave, I was at a blistering eight and a half meg download with dang man four uploads. So man, as we near retirement, Jess and I are are thinking about moving out away from city life and. And building our own place, our forever home. By that time, Starlink should be hopefully pretty good to go mm-hmm. because I will hook up with that without any issue. 
Now, the only thing I'm worried about is if they're going to deploy 25,000 satellites, is that going to become the arc net for Men in Black? Are we going to be protected from other species? Oh. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, you know... I, I was just saying, maybe not even arc net. I was going more toward the sky net, especially with the... They're the automatic deployment of everything controlling thing. That's where I go into the Skynet term, Terminator territory. That's fine. Some civilizations need to be wiped out. It's fine. Well, you know, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. People people like to laugh at me. Um, I kind of jokingly say, I, I swear that Elon is like a time traveler from the future where he's come back and he's like, look, in my time, we screwed this up. We, oh, we, yeah. we raised we the earth right. and I'm going to go back and I'm going to do things right. And... Who knows? It could be that, I mean, that maybe what it is is like, all right, we've got all these low orbit satellites, then, you know, that they could have some other use. I don't know. All I know is, all I care about is, like Brock said, we're able to potentially have internet that you could have out in the sticks that mm-hmm. can compete with terrestrial internet. That mm-hmm. is insane. I mean, think about that. We're sitting here like gushing over the fact that a rocket can land. On a, on, a, on a landing pad in the middle of the ocean. But you look at this and it's the fact that we're able to get satellite internet mm-hmm. at a, at a competitive speed that, I mean, it sounds like I'm, I'm like, like totally like advertising for Starlink here, but it, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's mind blowing the fact that we've, we've had satellite like HughesNet and wild blue and all those other services for all these years. And, those are just to, just so you guys are aware. Those were just one geosynchronous satellite. Everyone was on it, so it's basically like being at your house and everybody's on your router. I think it'll be fine, as long as it's not a Walmart exclusive. I think we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> and here oh, no, we go. And there's the first dig of the podcast. <laughs> I got Guys, it. we agreed we were going to leave Walmart alone on this one. Never, never. Interjection, Bo. I went to three. I went to three Montgomery WalMarts, a Prattville Walmart. I'm, no turtles. I'm, I'm so great. Yeah, I appreciate it. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail the conversation oh, there, but no. you know, hey, I was rambling, so it's, it's all good. Guys, if you let me, I will gush about Elon stuff all night long, and I know we've got other topics to cover. So. <laughs> well, Elon's definitely got uh, got some great ideas, and and I, I've become a fan. You know, certainly in this, especially after being in your car, Kevin, that really. Mm-hmm. That really did it. But then, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, every time there's there's one of the, the new ship launches, mm-hmm. like the latest SN11. You know, as much as I enjoy those explosions, even though we didn't really get to see SN11, we just saw the aftermath of it <laughs> because it was so foggy. But I, I every time one of those launches come up, I mm-hmm. will sit here and have it pulled up on one of my monitors when I'm trying to work and you know, it's so fascinating. You know, SN10 was so close to landing. I mean, it landed, but it was so close to like staying intact. <laughs> but I was, oh golly, I was sitting here working, and it still had the feed pulled up on on my second monitor, and I'm sitting here working, and just out of the corner of my eye, just this massive explosion after just a few minutes of it landing, and I'm just like, yeah, no, come on, it's got to work. <laughs> but if if there's anybody who can who can plunk down the money to keep having these test flights to make sure we eventually yeah. get to the point mm-hmm. where the Falcon nines are with landing. Right. You know, Elon, go for it, man. Love, Have at it, buddy. Love seeing it. Could, could, could you imagine if NASA did that though? 
I mean, it would be like public outcry. We would we would want like heads on stakes exactly. because of that. And and just the, the fact that, you know, you kind of circle back to it, the, the, the fact that we're privatizing our efforts in space, it gives us a lot more room mm-hmm. to maneuver. And, and and people tend to look at privatized things differently than they do. You know, government sponsored well, socialized. That's because, yeah, they're wasting their money instead of ours or exactly. vice versa type thing, yeah. which I mean, you know. And I don't know about don't know. anybody else, but, you know, it's just kind of, it, I see that the, the reignition of the, you know, the love for the space exploration and, yeah. the, and things uh, like that, that we had growing up that was fascinating to us as kids in the 80s. And yeah. then to have that come about again in this way seeing how these developments are taking place in this in this new way of space exploration is maybe, is mind-boggling maybe, maybe hopefully like you know like I said the, the other generation had the uh, the moon landing maybe sometime in our lifetime we might see the mars landing hopefully we will well, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you guys. I, mean, know I, I, yeah. I know we've done you know the robots and stuff right. but i actually want to see a man uh, a person walk on mars all right, e- Elon is forty nine years old. He he wants to hold out <laughs> and he wants to get it to the point where he can be Emperor of Mars. He's forty nine. I turned forty here in just a couple of weeks. Man, I've wasted my potential. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you think you have? I'm I'm, I'm only four years behind Elon. <laughs> God, this counselor was severely misguided. <laughs> but I mean, you know, bringing up his age. I mean, like like Jessica just said about the you know being absolutely. Know, stunned and you know uh, loving this stuff when we were growing up so was he yeah right. yeah i'm sure right. he was the same way exactly had to be not yeah. sure if he was watching reruns of star trek on uh wtto like we were but you know you never know <laughs> it's, it's, it's saying. oh yeah. well fantastic uh, there's certainly a lot to look forward to with elon and and SpaceX and Starlink and Tesla. And it's a fun time that we're living in. It's a fun time to, mm-hmm. to see all this happen. Mm-hmm. So, well, some other things are happening in our lives, like movies are starting to get back into the theaters a little bit. As we mentioned earlier, we'll talk about Godzilla versus Kong towards the end of the podcast. So there's your spoiler warning early on again. But a couple of new trailers have dropped the Suicide Squad. What do you guys think about that one? I, I enjoyed it. It's essentially they uh, James Gunn is getting to make his R-rated Guardians. That's what it is. But overall, I, I think it's going to be like one of those stupid fun movies. Just like, you know, they're going to... The cool thing about it, though, is they are... I don't know. This is one thing like people will gripe about the DCEU, but when again, I like it, though. They kind of don't play by the rules. Like, every movie has to be interconnected and... And on stretch, which mm-hmm. I mean, that's great with Marvel, but then at the same time, DC's like, screw it, let's make this movie. You no, know, we ain't gonna worry <laughs> about implications on this movie. Let's just make this movie. I mean, trailers, spoiler, but I mean, nothing big, but I mean, freaking mm-hmm. Starro. Yeah. A, a ridiculous old Justice League villain is look like it's gonna be part of this movie. I don't know if it'll be the villain, but it's a villain of the movie. Yep. And on top of that, I mean, I don't know, like overall, it looks cool. I like to see, biggest thing for me, of course, me being a wrestling fan, seeing John Cena, like, oh, yeah be overly serious basically he is captain america he is captain america but with not a great moral compass he's think he's doing the right thing just doing it the wrong way and the and the beach joke i won't try to oh yes yeah, yeah, here yeah. talking about what the things well, on see, the beach and stuff see, he's, and i'm gonna keep it pg but yeah, he's really good about that like jokes you know that would make other people uncomfortable delivering it and trying to make it like 
a thing back on himself, he'll just turn it around and just make it funny. I mean, he's, you know, it's like, if you looked at some of his other characters in other movies, you know, he'll, he'll make a joke that should be like a, a degrading thing, but he turns it into something hilarious. Yeah. The, the big thing for me is, is that, you know, with, with DC, DC is, you either love it or you hate their approach. It's like yeah. the, with the Snyder verse, you know, Zack Snyder, love him or hate him. You know, you know, we, we talked about the, uh, yeah. the Snyder cut, the, in the last episode, but you know, it's very serious. It's serious. Yeah. This is DC. Everything's serious. And we're mm-hmm. we're we're doing everything we can to be as, as different from Marvel as we can. We're gonna make it as serious as possible. And then you got James Gunn yeah. comes in here and we've got a fun movie, like what we would expect. It kind of makes me think that maybe Warner Brothers is their their MO here is well, we we've, we've kind of played in this sandbox. We we kind of want to see how this goes. And we may be going to about to switch it up to where everything's going to be playful now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What may bring it up, like I said, with this being Bama Geese, one thing with it being James Gunn movie, he likes to bring his good friend and resident of our, I guess, I don't know if he still lives here or he's from our state, Mr. Michael Rooker, Rooker. into his movie. Yes. From Jasper. So yes. Good old Jasper Walker County boy. <laughs> Much as we joke about Walker County, they give us one of our favorite actors. You know that is kind of incredible. Well, well, you know, you know, guys, I didn't know that, and that explains a lot about him now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you didn't know that. I did not know that. No. What year did we meet him at Dragon Con, Bo? Uh, it was around the first time, right around the first, right around the release of the first, around the first release of the first Guardians. Yeah, it was right around that that same year. Because, because he had the Mohawk. He was getting. Yes, he still he, he was, was still at it. Yeah, yeah. He was he was just getting ready for for Yondu, and I remember we walked up to him and said, "said mm-hmm. Alabama boy, roll tide." And he goes, "Roll tide," you know, <laughs> the old Michael Rooker self. And so yeah, we got to talk to him a little bit about the the home state there. I think that was the, also the year where he uh, hung out with some of, of the other Ghostbusters, and I believe he enjoy, enjoyed some of their. Um, their uh, their beverages and I think he was at one point in a flight suit running around the convention and goes uh, up to Ernie Hudson yeah. and says, Boss, I'm here for work. Yeah. <laughs> There's video of that somewhere. Yeah. 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 He runs up to Ernie at the fan tables. Oh, it's hilarious. But yeah, Michael Rooker. Yeah, he's good old Bama boy. We're gonna hit on a couple of famous Alabamians or people with some good Alabama ties in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. What'd y'all think about King Shark? Tough. Ripped the guy in half. <laughs> Likes hands. Uh-huh. Hands. <laughs> but uh yeah king shark uh he looks good man really excited to see what he's gonna bring and you know for me the trailer i'm just looking forward to see what it's gonna bring i'll just leave it at that yeah because yeah. my my all-time second favorite dc villain is is in this of course harley quinn my number one dc villain has always been the joker my entire life so mm-hmm. you know they brought harley in for him Back 30 years ago now. My goodness. I love her. I love Margot Robbie. And I'm always interested to see what she's going to bring to it. I'm all for Margot being crazy again. I'm all for it. I want to say in the trailer, like when they're doing the thing and they're interviewing the thinker, Capaldi's character, when she does the whole, they're like, you know, you do this, we're going to kill you. We're going to do this, we kill you. And then she breaks it. If you got personalized car tags, we're going to kill you. That's probably the most like animated hey. version of Harley thing she's done in the character. And I love it. That was awesome. That was very and, old school Harley. And being a pretty big Doctor Who fan myself. Having oh, Peter yeah. Capaldi there, yeah. you know, one, one, of the, one of the better doctors, in my I'm, opinion. I'm telling you, Capaldi is kind of like a modern who. He is kind of tied with Tenet for me as my favorite of the modern doctors. Like, I really liked him. 
maybe just being the old crotchety old man again <laughs> might have that might have helped it there, you know. The trailer for me, it looks fun. I'm just going to be really interested to see how the the final movie plays out. It's definitely going to be a movie not for the kids. Oh, not at all. The main thing with the main thing going back with the uh, King Shark was I was impressed. I saw in the original credits, I saw where um, Sylvester Stallone was in the movie, and then I found out mm-hmm. he is the voice of King yeah. Shark. So now James Gunn has successfully put Sylvester Stallone in the MCU and now the DCEU. Now he needs to find a way to bring Schwarzenegger into both of them. Because, I mean, come on. <laughs> Chill. Yes. Well, that is true. That is true. I didn't think about it. He is in the DC that way. But, you know. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be part of Flashpoint. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, James Gunn is he's incredibly talented. So, I mean, the, the biggest thing I worry about with that many characters is that we won't get a certain number of, of really good characters that are, have a lot of attention paid to them. And then the rest of them are just kind of like ancillary, you know, right. Of course, but he does a really good job of, of bringing all, all of them in. So of course, though, a lot of people, the big, the big popular theory is a bunch of them may be killed halfway into the first 30 minutes of the movie. You never know. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> you know, add some flavor to it. There we go. Shake, shake things up a bit. I don't know if you noticed Nathan Fillon's in the movie also. his I can't think of the name of his character, but his but character's power basically is he can take his arms off and beat things with it. His arms are removable. <laughs> as long as he, as, as long as he yeah. channels Captain Hammer. A lot of people think that's w- just what he may do. Mm, man, if he could just pull off that, because that was one of the, the best performances. I just, I, I loved it so much. <laughs> From Dr. Horrible in the event that anyone is like not randomly picking up on that one. You bring up too many characters. Mm -hmm. And that leads me to think about Space Jam 2. (laughs) Good segue. Good segue. We watched that. Was Space Jam a new legacy? Not Space Jam 2. We got it. For branding purposes. Now, look. (laughs) I am going to be upfront, honest, transparent. I'm going to put myself in harm's way. I have never watched Space Jam. Well, that's understandable. I mean, I thought you'd be more shocked than that. Come on. <gasps> I am kind of shocked a little bit. As long as I've known you now, I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, what does that say about me? That doesn't, no, that doesn't mean a bad thing. I just, I, I understand your taste. Well, it came out in 96. I was in the middle of being in the military back then. I was a little busy. I was overseas. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get around to seeing Space Jam and still just haven't caught up on it. Of course. I love Michael Jordan being a, a child of the 80s and 90s and naturally love Bill Murray and being just just being a human. I love the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. So I'm ashamed that I've never seen Space Jam. I want to, need to. It's on, wonder, our, it's on our HBO Max to watch list. I wonder one of your favorite movies being the first cartoon live action hybrid might might have been affecting that. You know, with you loving Roger Rabbit much as he did, maybe that kind of, you know, your preference was like, you know, I like this movie so much. Maybe this might, you know, not, you know, be as up to what you want it to be. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a high bar. Very high bar. Anybody who um, knows me knows, and we'll get into this on another episode. Yeah. Roger Rabbit is up in my top five of all time. And, you know, hey, I married a girl named Jessica. Come on. <laughs> and and you, you, you know, you know, I'm going to openly say I love Space Jam. But it is that is nowhere near that bar. It's good. I like yes. it. It's yeah, good. No, no, but it's yeah, it, but it's nowhere near Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh no, no. I'm just saying, like, just for the you know the the blend of live action yeah. cartoon. I'll, I'll give it a shot soon. Like I said, it, it's on our it's on our watch list on HBO Max. I need to watch it. Yeah, and I need to revisit too because 
here's my confession. I watched it once when it came out in 96 and I was 19 year old female. I watched it for the fun aspect of it and to say that I watched it, but I only watched it once and I haven't revisited it since. Did you ever go watch um, Michael Jordan play baseball? No, I, I never. I never got a chance to watch him play baseball when he was here in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah that was like, yep. You know, guys, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the female of the bunch. So, you know, sports just kind of wasn't unless it was Auburn football, and because that's what I was raised up on. As she sits here wearing a Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold <laughs> well, Steve yeah, Austin shirt. <laughs> babe, babe, babe. <laughs> wrestling, pro wrestling, WWF. It's sports entertainment, okay? Yes. Um, pro wrestling is just no. Just, we are in Alabama. It's pro wrestling. Wrestling, and it's real. Hey, pro wrestling hey, still real to me. Darn it, pro wrestling. It's a soap opera where they hit each other. Okay? There you go. That's where I was going with this. It is a. <laughs> it is a soap opera in the squared circle. I call wrestling athletic theater. There you go. Oh, I love it. That that is the yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> Athletic theater. Mr. I love sophistication it. Sophistication over here. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm going to the theater where they're going yes. to smash each other about the chairs. Oh, he went been waiting the table. The- <laughs> <laughs> Bo's been waiting on the chance to drop that one. <laughs> I call it athletic theater. I mean, I mean, you know, I, re- I respect, you know, hey, you know, you got to work out hard to look good. But then again, some of them guys have got to, you know, they've got to put on a performance, you know, that's believable. and But it's not fake. Nope. You know, they get hurt. It's know. not fake. But <laughs> John Stossel learned <laughs> that. Anyway, yeah. so John Stossel learned that. But anyway, we're, we, we, boy, have hey. we just gone straight from. <laughs> but, but you, you can't cut all of that jam. out, Brock. No, you can't, this you is can't cut in. all that out. <laughs> this is staying in. This is gold. <laughs> yeah. you have to, we have to keep athletic theater because that's just <laughs> yeah. going to be a thing now. Yeah. We'll get into Like we told you on the first episode, those two right there, Bo and Jess, will get you into wrestling in a heartbeat and not think twice about it. <laughs> we, will, but, we will save athletic theater for, yes. for future episodes. <laughs> but, you know, as wrestling has so many characters, Yes. So does that Space Jam 2 trailer. Look there at my go. baby. He's Look. just going to segue, segue, segue. I've only been doing radio since 92. It's okay. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> A lot of things to to try and eyeball in that trailer for Space Jam 2. That movie's going to keep me extremely busy, not paying attention to the plot at all, but seeing how essentially it's the basketball version. Oh, I'll just say, I didn't know they were making Ready Player 2. Into a basketball, <laughs> into a basketball movie. Yeah, honestly though, I don't think you'll be searching most of it. I'm pretty sure what's in the trailer is probably the third act, probably. So I mean, but I'm still thinking yeah. like, yeah. But I mean, you see the mask, you see the guys from A Clockwork Orange, mm-hmm. you the see, White Walkers. You see the White Walkers from Game of Thrones. You see, you see Jack Nicholson's Joker from '89. Really, you know, I missed you, that one. Unless somebody you know photoshopped him in. You you know what this is? What's that? It is just a flex on Disney. Yep. It is absolutely a flex on Disney. This is Warner Brothers saying, "Hey, by the way, we own just as many, if not more, properties than you do." <laughs> yeah, Disney did a couple years ago with Ralph breaks the internet. So I mean, That's you know, true. it's this is a uh, a phallus measuring contest. <laughs> <laughs> 
putting it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really impressive. Like, it's like, gonna seem like it's got a neat little story. Of course, you know, where like Jordan was trying to play to save save the Looney Tunes from going to Moron Mountain. This is, seems to be somehow uh, LeBron's son is sucked into a digital world, mm-hmm. and he goes to save him because, like, that's that's. I was wondering how they were gonna do if they were gonna use the monsters again, but it seems they are using NBA players. Well, I think it's four NBA players and then one of the WNBA players mm-hmm. as the team they're playing against, like their digital mm-hmm. computer looking versions. And apparently them. Don Cheadle is the architect or something? Yeah, I think he's kind of the whatever, yeah, you want to say, probably like he's the system AI or overlord or whatever. I mean, and, other than getting maybe Morgan Freeman, that was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Kevin works in IT. And before we started recording this episode, he had not seen the trailer yet. And so he sat there. We're all watching him watch it. And the first thing out of his mouth, oh, a server room. (laughs) (laughs) And then it just went downhill from there. It was like he got sucked into this matrix. And I was like, am I watching the movie Hackers or something where it's got the Gibson, like hack the Gibson. And then you get this, this crazy scene where they're like flowing down through stuff and i'm like this is they're totally channeling hackers i do like that that was one thing i did like in the trailer like he goes by he's floating through a cyberspace or Mm -hmm. whatever the the verse he's basically what it is is they're injecting um they're injecting lebron james into hbo max they have rather than (laughs) already but i mean he goes past the world that's game of thrones then he goes past the world Mm -hmm. that's the wizard of oz Mm -hmm. but i do like when he's sent to the tune world he kind of goes through the the circle and it's doing the the as he goes to that was kind of the wb logo yeah. See, that's mm-hmm. like with me, like I, when you talk about you like the Looney Tunes, like to me, like I've always said, I like the Disney stuff, but some reason why I've more always identified more with the Warner Brothers characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just, I always love the Looney I absolutely love the Looney Tunes. I like Mickey. I like all them. Those are good mm-hmm. characters. But something about Daffy, Elmer Foot, all them guys, something mm-hmm. about them, just, I guess their humor yeah. is my humor. Thankfully, Mel Blank and all those guys yeah. back then. Yeah. Maybe something I, I can laugh forever. And I grew up with both. You know, back in the 80s, the Disney Channel yes. was not yes. these fluffy teenage shows. They aired the old classic Mm -hmm. Mickey and Donald cartoons all the time. They had live action, you know, Dumbo Circus, things of that nature. So, you Mm -hmm. know, I I grew up with them just as much as as I did the Looney Tunes. Right. Yeah, I have I have mad love for the old Looney Tunes cartoons. I, I just love watching these old cartoons and going back visiting them as an adult. You know, just funny little thing, like especially Foghorn Leghorn and the little yes. chickens. <laughs> that that and Sylvester and Sylvester Junior is is probably uh, the most I identify with my relationship with my son. <laughs> well, and, and, and for with shame, a lot of the, father, for shame. With a, with a lot of the the WB cartoons and Looney Tunes cartoons, a lot of us know classical music scores because of warner brothers because of looney tunes Mm -hmm. it's like our love of traditional classical music because they use that a lot in the cartoons that came from looney tunes Mm -hmm. i mean yeah you know barbara of seville you know i forever knew is the rabbit of seville up until i was in my (laughs) late teens i mean you know (laughs) are you guys excited for space jam too I am. I, I think it'll be fun, but that's just me. Like I said, I'm I'm very I can turn my brain off and enjoy a movie. Yeah. Pretty much it's just gonna be a, a movie for fun. Yeah. Just- for us it'll be fun, but I think also to be for all the how do you do fellow kids born after two thousand ten. It's that movie that identifies and it pulls at our childhood so that it gets us to watch it. I mean, I was gonna say right. this is just gonna be dumb fun. Right. Yeah. Whereas like the original Space Jam, it's like they were trying to do something with it, but they never quite got there. This one, they're just not even going to try. They're just like, yeah, we're going to we're going to toss in every property we have. You may never hear from them. We don't care. We're just going to show you WB is still alive and it's not just Disney. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jess and I have seen the Black Widow trailer. Bo and Kev have not. So we'll, we'll, we'll table that one for another time. But that's going to be hitting in July mm-hmm. now instead of May. Along comic characters, cartoon characters, you know, we all, as we mentioned, love conventions. And Alabama Comic Con is going to be hitting our state once again, thank goodness, in October. So the second weekend in October? October 9th. I think it's the 9th and 10th. 9th and 10th. 11th, something like that, yeah. Well, all four people on this podcast here had major tears of joy when they announced <laughs> Judith Hogue, April from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer. Trailer? Movie? What? Tra- yeah. Uh, both. Wow. We well, well, sure was in the trailer, too. Yeah, 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 yeah we've been doing too much trailer talk. That's what it is. Trailer parks in Alabama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are some lovely people that live in trailers now. <laughs> nothing wrong with them, except in tornadoes. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's yeah. still nothing wrong with them. Just to be no. clear, yeah, it's just that's wrong with where they live. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! I'm totally look, not. Look, gonna, no, gonna no. What has happened is, don't worry. It's the last few years. Tornadoes are hating us all. It doesn't matter. Yeah, where that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, tornadoes even came after our beloved weatherman. Exactly. Around, yeah. So <laughs> no one is safe. Yeah, we're just talking about James Spann. You know, yes. he he always tells you if you're if you're in a manufactured or mobile home. Get out. Go to your safe place. And that's what I'm concerned about. Respect the, the polygon. My wife wore that shirt to Cracker Barrel yesterday. I sure did. Picture of James Spanner <laughs> on the front. Hashtag respect the polygon. <laughs> How much Alabama can you get there wearing a James Spann shirt at Cracker Barrel? <laughs> <laughs> and we sat in rocking chairs. Oh. <laughs> so that Well, that just makes us old. That doesn't make us... Yeah. So anyway, I sat in rocking chairs as a kid. Love it. But back to. Yeah. So back to Alabama Comic Con. Um, so, yeah, Judith Hogue is going to be here. NECA is is working with her to release her figure, her action yep. figure. And mm-hmm. I am hoping that production picks up by then because they, they announced her towards the end of last year. And they need to get her out before she gets here to Birmingham because she's got to sign the figure. Yes. Well, that's like, that's the best brought me the biggest thing is now I got to figure out what I want her to sign. I still have my original VHS copy of the Turtles movie. That's one thing I'm debating on. I'm not sure. Hmm. That's interesting. Be a yeah, nice dude. little piece to get signed. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, like it's it's really cool to see her like really embrace the April thing. I mean, I know, yeah. you know, that was kind of like early into her career, you know, and I'm sure, you know, at time, I'm like a lot of the folks, you know, they didn't think nothing about it. Now you got these conventions where people can go and gush about, hey, your your character you portrayed made me so happy. And I think that kind of becomes a drug for them mm-hmm. in a good way. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's that's one reason why. I mean, it's nice to get paid for, you know, for people to get science stuff. But overall, I'm sure that's one thing. It's kind of got a lot of these actors that used to not embellish that stuff now that are embracing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And April's just always been probably my favorite character. In the in the turtles Never. world, because oh, yeah. I mean, she's a news reporter. Me, mm-hmm. I'm a former news reporter. It, mm-hmm. you know, plus, and and Jess will forgive me for this. She's a redhead, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so, mm. and the, and the thing with her, like, no, no, uh, like I said, I yeah, much respect you. to Paige Turco who played her in Turtles two and three. Mm-hmm. But Judas April is so good yeah, in yeah. the original. Well, her, 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 just the character and just how she played the character, just how spunky she was. Yeah, she just you know we didn't see that you yeah. know in, in the in, in the next movies. It was a little more 
hammy and it really yeah. wasn't nearly as good but that may have also been the direction that may have not quite been the actress it but but judith Ho, she just did she knocked it out of the park i mean yeah. I, I i think i can say it was pretty much an early crush for both Bo and i uh, for sure. uh, uh, like yeah. big time and, for sure. same, and here. same and like the cool thing about it like she at the times they had her as the damsel in distress but overall she you know she held her own in that movie like you know hang on hang on a minute how about you jessica was it an early crush for you too no, just a good role model for me. Just, <laughs> just a good positive role model for there me. There you go. There. I didn't want to leave you out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was too busy with Shawn Michaels back then. Anyway. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hey, mad respect. There, mad respect. <laughs> so, so we're looking forward to that. We're just we're excited uh, about that announcement. I look forward to what else they come up their, with. Is that their first big guest announcement that we've been noticing or that we're excited for? Or is that that's their first the, big one in general? That's the first one I'm excited that's for. That's the first one I think I've seen come out of them. Is I think she was the first guest announcement. I think also they're with. on top of it being Alabama Comic Con, they do some kind of My Hero Acadia. I know from our anime fans are going to kill me for probably screwing the name up, but they were doing like they were supposed to be doing a convention of one of each. And I think they're combining them. It. So it's mm-hmm. combining it. So that'll be, it'll be a neat, interesting, a lot of a uh, hodgepodge of folks for there for different things. So, you know, we'll have to see how that turns out for everybody. Yeah. They, they don't even, honestly, they don't even have, as of the time of this recording, they don't have Judith Hogue on their website yet. Yeah. They posted on their social media. But it's on the, mm-hmm. it's on their Thursday Facebook. Or, Thursday or Friday that they posted it. It was just a bit. It might have been, it, it, was a it might have Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Like I said, as we're doing this, this is on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, currently all they have listed on their website is Jared Green. Jared Green. I'm not yeah. sure who that is. Um, th- apparently they don't either because they don't have any information. <laughs> <laughs> so any of you Jared Green fans out there, feel free to send Ed Bama Geeks on Twitter. <laughs> you can spare please, please let us know who this guy is, okay? Or, apparently- or, or send us hate tweets for not knowing who he is. <laughs> you can send those directly to me if you need to. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Oh, but uh, yeah, looking forward to cons coming back around as we we talked about last time. But uh. I can segue into something here. Well, go Speaking ahead. of con announcements and redheads that Brock has had a crush on growing up, uh, we got the guest announcement that Eileen Quinn, who played Annie, is going to be at Fanboy Expo in Knoxville. In the Annie from the 80s Annie? Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So she was my first crush. Oh, nice. As a kid. Ooh. Ever in my life. She was my first crush. She is the reason I like redheads. You hmm. wanted to know where it started, folks? A little orphan Annie. Eileen Annie. Quinn. She got announced for Fanboy you know, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And That's incredible. And I said, that's it. We are going back to Fanboy this year. I got wow. to meet her. What is when is that? Sometime in October. It's October's the weekend of Halloween. Oh, that's right. Ooh. That's right. It's Halloween okay. weekend. Yeah. So yeah. Uh yeah. October's gonna be busy con wise and I'm loving every bit of it because Dude, two October heads. is always busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But two redheads at two cons, two of my crushes. We're gone. Brock is like in just high cotton over here. <laughs> As we say in Alabama, this is not yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Not this is an- and, and and Jessica says, "I'll be there. I'll be there too. I'll be there too." So you guys know. Look, <laughs> okay. Awesome. So, <laughs> so, of course, Annie. I mean, I was a six-year-old girl at the time that this movie comes out. This is huge for me. This was a big. Oh, I yeah. I cannot tell you. And my parents 
my mom was still here with us. And of course, my dad, I think I wore them out on that movie. I had the the album. I had the movie recorded, lived that little life. And (laughs) there's also a uh, picture of me in first grade where I am actually sporting the little orphan Annie look with the short, curly hair. And it works for me. (laughs) See. So my curly hair. All right, guys, it, keep it keep it PG. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go the Bama geeks to love line territory. Yeah. <laughs> Next caller. <laughs> but anyway, this is this is a big moment. This is going to be a big moment for me too on yeah. both ends. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, meeting both of these women. And we've got the vinyl soundtrack still. Oh, good. So job. yeah, that's what we're going to get her to autograph. So I'm good. I'm going to have fun with these meetups at these cons as well too. Not just yep. for Brock's benefit. This That's is right. mine, too. <laughs> yep. So, entertainment-wise, what are you guys doing? What kind of games are we playing right now? What kind of video games are we all into? Recently, a sequel to a video game that I have spent probably thousands of hours on um, since it first came out in 2004. A little game called Evil Genius came out. Um, Evil Genius 2 just released um, just this past week. And I have been playing an unhealthy amount of that game. It is absolutely phenomenal. And it is a very worthy successor to the name, to the quirkiness, to the whole Austin Powers, James Bond feel to the base builder platform. And this is a a, a PC game. I, don't, I think they're going to be releasing it on some other platforms, but I know that it's 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 primarily a PC game. That's long, That's kind of got my life right now. How long has it been between the time between the sequels? Uh, well, the original game came out in 2004. Oh, wow. So it's been a minute. So yeah. It has been a minute. Yeah. it's And they've been working on this thing. They worked on this game for about three years, I think. And it's it's still got some, some you know, like just like any video game, it's got some weird spots where I kind of have already provided feedback and hope they'll fix. But overall, the game is phenomenal. It is just, it, the pacing is is beautiful. I, I really enjoyed it. If you guys are into like base builders and uh, just low level management games where you get to still kind of spice it up with stealing money and being a villain and just being the bad guy, you would really, really like this game a lot. It is a very good game. I've been working my way through the Resident Evil series again. I Since the new one's coming out here in a couple of months and the big tall vampire lady girlfriend that all us Resident Evil fans are all thirsty about, you know, or I've been up. <laughs> Played through uh, two and the remat the the remake reboot whatever re remasters of two and three. Finished them up. I'm currently on Resident Evil five. Hopefully, I'll finish it here with the next couple of weeks and I'll revisit Resident Evil six. But I've also been uh, playing uh, Mega Man X, uh, almost a thirty year old game. Because um, I don't know if this is all right if I do a shameless plug here, but there's a, a good guy on Twitter. His name is Retro Game Brews. He does like video game tournament slash things just where folks will kind of bragging rights type things. I'll have a tournament going on and I the current game is Mega Man X. And uh, gosh, I want to say there's like 16 to 18 people competing in it, but I'll be on, I'll be doing it. I'll be doing it a stream for it. It's, it's a, basically who can beat the game the fastest. I know I will not win it because we have a gentleman in here who's like a ridiculous speedrunner player he he can beat the game in about almost 40 minutes. He does like sub 40 minutes where me, if like on a good day, I might beat this game in an hour, 25, an hour and a half. So we have a two hour window to beat the game or get as far as we can. And that's how they do the placements. But I will be playing it on Monday, April 12th. It's 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Shameless plug for my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash MB the great one. So, you know, hey, shameless plug, come watch me. <laughs> but that's what I've been playing. Awesome. 
Well, I am a uh, a faithful member of the Tom Nook cult. I am. Man, what's his bills? I am an Animal Crossing New Horizons player, and that's yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. That's my gaming in a nutshell. I would say my wife, she also plays a bit. Are you currently enjoying all the Easter festivities as of right now? Yes, I, I did participate in some Bunny Day activities today. I had uh, when last year for my birthday, I requested the game. Because it was just seen, I saw a lot of my friends playing it, and I said, you know, if I if I had to kind of get involved in a in a game, I I think I would take to that one really well. So I asked for it for my birthday, and my sweet hubby got it for me for my birthday, and it kind of became an obsession there for a while. I was <laughs> waking up and playing it. I was coming home for lunch and playing it. I was coming home in the evening from work and. Playing it because you know I'm I'm building my island. I'm trying to make money and um, selling fruit. I'm I'm about to go into surgery and on the way to the hospital, I make a comment to Brock. I'm playing the switch on the way to the hospital. It's like she is. She's sitting in the passenger seat. She's about to go into surgery and I'm like, Are you okay? She's going. I'm fine. I got to sell my bills. No, 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 no. I had to sell some fruit. Oh, sell the yes. fruit. You you sell the fruit to earn the yeah. bills. Brock, get it right. <laughs> Look, I am not in that universe at all. I'm sorry. I, I, I watch my wife play it. She loves the game. And like I, to me, it's one of those games like I can watch her play it. And I I have a character on it, but I wasn't playing it enough. So therefore, she played my character because I was bringing down the value of their island. I was being a slacker on the island. So therefore, she had to play my character. So I understand like the, the passion is real there. So, but I mean, it's an adorable game. It's an adorable game. Like it's fun to watch, but like I just can't sit down to play it. It's to me, it's like chore simulator. It's it's relaxing to me, and then that's what yeah. I need. That's what I need. I just need something yeah. that's just relaxing. And mm-hmm. I was pretty, you know, a regular, frequent player there for months, and then probably about. Because I'd always heard the horror stories. If you abandon your island, if you abandon mm-hmm. your villagers, if you don't do that, they'll get so upset with you. But probably around November, I guess things just got crazy with, with mm-hmm. work. And I just got tied up in, in other things. And I, I abandoned my island for probably from... Because I know I wasn't playing it around Christmas time when all the Christmas stuff was going on. But um, so I would say around November, I abandoned my island for probably about two or three months. And then I had that overwhelming anxiety of, oh my gosh, my villagers are going to hate me so much. I don't know (laughs) if I want to sign back on and deal with that. Uh, But I did. And now I've been back playing it. I wouldn't say I'm playing it every single day, but about every other day, if not. But I've reached that point where I've kind of made a lot of money on the island. And um, I just always feel like I go and see other people's islands and things that people are creating online and my island doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> how, how do I, how do I sculpt this beautiful crafted island? Like I see all these people putting together and what am I going to do? I got bored with it. I did, honestly, I got bored with it, mm. but now I have moved all of my villagers houses to another side of the island. <laughs> I have purchased all the Mario items. So I think I'm going to uh-huh. take that part of my island and make a little Mario section to it and my new design. So I'm, I've kind of revamped it, re uh, reignited my interest a little bit and moving things around and changing my island. So that's it for me. I'm an Animal Crossing person. And I've always been, well, I guess, one of the faithful Fallout 76 players up until about the past month, month and a half ago. Then I've jumped over to Red Dead 2, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 2, and uh, have been doing that for the most part, probably 
three or four times a week. Have you completed the main story? No, I'm actually uh, I'm, I'm about halfway through with it. I've taken my time. I'm enjoying going yeah. out and hunting. You know, <laughs> have um, you run into Bigfoot yet? Because they say no, he's in the game. I didn't even know Bigfoot was in there. Oh, sorry. But I mean, yes, hey, apparently we, Bigfoot. You spoil Bigfoot for me. We'll spoil Falcon and Winter Soldier for you. It's <laughs> That's okay. all right. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I hadn't run into Bigfoot yet, but I'm about, I, I think I'm about, I think I'm at 50 percent. But I keep going off and doing side quests and just yep. random hunting to find skins and pelts for the uh, for the trapper so he can make me some. Make me some nice hats. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, analogies for uh, Red Dead too is they call it Yeehaw Skyrim. That's always been my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it, but I, I tell you, it has to be one of the most beautiful games yes. I have ever laid eyes on. It is breathtakingly beautiful and and, mm -hmm. and wide open. And he let his horse get hit by a train. Uh, Look, I had that horse. <laughs> I had that horse the entire run, and I loved that horse. I named him Hoss, because <laughs> why not? Well, mm. I decided to rob a train, and then I decided mm. to drive that train. Hoss, being an intelligent <laughs> horse, decided to follow the train. Oh no! And then Brock decided to take that train over a bridge. Hoss, like, <laughs> I follow you, Dad. I'll follow you. Oh, Haas yeeted himself <laughs> off the cliff. Yeet ha. Haas. And SpaceX was born. Haas went bye-bye. And so I got a second horse. And I was fishing off a bridge down in the New Orleans type area, Saint-Denis. I'm fishing off a bridge trying to catch a legendary fish. And my horse wandered onto the bridge. And here comes yet another train. That horse was yeeted by the train into the bay, and that horse drowned. So now I'm on my next horse, and I hitch him everywhere I go to a tree. Stay. I don't want my horse getting yeeted by a train. Listen, Hoss 3, you got to stay still. <laughs> uh, I think I am on Hoss the Third. I think I did name him Hoss. Hoss the Third. Because I'm so unoriginal. <laughs> He just he, he loves the name so much he can't part with it. Well, I, I I've been to the Ponderosa Ranch where they filmed Bonanza, you know, and they got Haas mm. out on the show, so it just stuck. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> we had a good laugh about it though. I cried. I cried laughing, made, but still, <laughs> I didn't really get. Like I said he you're bar you're currently borrowing my copy of the game. I eventually I'll have to read back and revisit it, but I only played a little bit early into it. But you was talking about how beautiful it is. Like one of the things oh. that impressed me was early in when you were in the snow and the way the physics of the snow worked with like you walking through the snow, like it looked like real snow, like it would collapse in as you walk through. It's just yeah, it's a beautiful it, game. It keeps your tracks. I mean, you could turn it around a just, couple minutes later if it hasn't been snowed over. Your tracks are still there. It is a, it's yeah. just a gorgeous game. I can't. Like I said, it looks good on the Xbox One X. I can't imagine if it was. They did port it to PC. I wonder what it would. I bet. I bet it's beautiful on like a PC with some uh, one of those fancy cryptocurrency cards. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the one that you don't have yet? Mm. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. This is the quest for what I'm going to get first: either turtles figures or a video card. Mm. I got to pick my battles here. More than likely, probably it'll still be a video card. <laughs> Poor Bo built a brand new PC. Could get everything but the graphics card. Yep, that's around the time I started building. It was late November, or early December. Then cryptocurrency hit its big boom again, and it was just like, ah, alrighty then. <laughs> Bo sits in the corner crying over graphics cards and NECA figures. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, yeah, it's. it's 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it sucks, but yeah, there are there are bigger problems, but you never know. <laughs> not in our world. Yeah. <laughs> oh me. Speaking of the world, we're all getting back out in it, right? Maybe. Somewhat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been one of those fun eventual workers, so I've been kind of eventual or essential working in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So Alabama. I'm, a, I'm an eventual worker too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been working from home for the past 14 months now. Mm. Almost 14 months. Jess has been out in it every day ever since. Mm-hmm. Yes, all I see. Yeah. Took over, and <laughs> she makes that <laughs> face. Ah, yes. <sighs> We'll not talk work. We'll not talk work. This is there fun time. Go. There you go. Yeah. Not That's talk exactly work. I am. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully things are, are picking up. I know Alabama, Alabama's reopening. Uh, our mask mandate ends in just a handful of days, and then it'll be up to personal Personally. responsibility and, and private businesses and, and all to wear masks. I'll continue to do so. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. If I'm asked to wear it, yeah, I'm wearing it. Because, I mean, what, what happened to the flu season? Everybody wore masks. <laughs> The flu was mm-hmm. non-existent because everybody wore masks. So keep it up. You know, vaccines are out there. Alabama's also about to open up to 16 and older mm-hmm. for the vaccines. Mm-hmm. And so just urge you all to be safe out there. Be mindful of others. Use common sense. You know, and hopefully we'll all get back out into the world. Not just the virtual world anymore. Yeah. So that's a good thing. They're opening it up because like, see, like for me, I've been waiting like because I was a I work in manufacturing. They offered me. I think after the initial, like with the nurses and the school teachers, I think because we were still out doing it, they offered it to me, but I was still kind of waiting because I was like, you know what? I mean, I'm not at high risk. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, not a, you know, I'm not, I, there was other people that needed it more than I. So that's why I've kind of waited on it. But now since they've kind of, they're going to open it up to, you know, 16 and older, I'm like, all right, you know, that's cool. That's, you know, I think I, that, I think it's about to be time for me to finally get mine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got offered the vaccine from work very early on. I was, in a category, since I have been working mm-hmm. from home, they were, you know, they were like, hey, you know, why don't you go ahead and get this? And I was like, eh, because I am still working from home and still will be for the next couple of months. I declined it because I'm in my house most of the time. I'm not going out. And like you said, there have been a lot of other people who have needed it before me, but mm-hmm. they're making yeah. it more available. Than, mm-hmm. You know, I'll look into it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to just calling up Walgreens and CVS and seeing if I can get a slot so I can get the the vaccine and just you know, just go ahead and get it over with because yeah. pretty much everyone else that I that I interact with on a regular basis they've got it already mm-hmm. yeah so I'm I'm just kind of wanting to do my part and trying to protect myself and trying to protect others yeah, so. that's me yep I figure when I especially when I start heading back to work uh, which will be uh, in over the course of the next few weeks you know once I once I'm forced to start being around people again I'll go ahead and. <laughs> you know, bite the bullet right before people. the end. <laughs> people, I've enjoyed being a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyhow, <laughs> I don't have a segue from vaccines to Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, uh, spoiler alerts coming up. Turn your headset off, Bo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's been off already. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We've got three episodes under our belt now, and naturally, just digging it, really enjoying it. I'll let you guys start hitting on it. So, because we were on our first episode, we were just digging into the to the first episode of this, and a little Alabama connection to the Falcon and Winter Soldier, Wyatt Russell, who is our new Captain America. Carl from Up. 
<laughs> Whether you like it or not, he is our new Captain America. He has a Alabama tie. He was a goalie at the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Oh, um, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, he played with them from uh, what was uh, 2007 to 2009. And he was an athlete. He was a hockey player. And the way I understand it is that, unfortunately, he sustained an injury that derailed his hockey career. He is like the perfect blend between Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Yes, oh, yes. absolutely. Like, yes, like his looks, it's like he has like, it, if you could just do half and half of something like, because usually, you know, you'll you'll have more of the features from your father, more of the features from your mother. It's like, no, he's like literally like split down the middle. Yeah, he yeah. is. He got a good so they, mix in him. Yeah. So we need to have the. He's, he's a very handsome guy because he's got two gorgeous parents. <laughs> So we need to have pri- Private Benjamin Pliskin is what we're saying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, That's great. <laughs> I, you just made me just lose my train of thought. With Sorry. That, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good at that. That's what, that's, that's what I do. I'm processing that while processing other information. Now I've got overload over here. <laughs> um, well, that is really cool, though, that the current Captain America is, you know, has a tie to our lovely state. Yeah. And, and uh, I was reading an article about him recently. And, you know, he didn't even admitted that you know, growing up that he didn't know much about the comic books world or things of that nature. He grew up with a sports uh, mentality was it grew up. Not a nerd. Not a nerd. Yes. Thank you. He had the, <laughs> Not uh, like us. He'd even made a quote in this article that I read that to him, Bo Jackson was a superhero. And I was like, Hey, another, another uh, Alabama tie in there. Good role. Mitch, nice. Mitchin and Bo Jackson. So Good role model. I wanted to slip one thing in here, Jessica. I know you're probably going to hit on this, but being a huge Star Wars fan, I absolutely love the fact that uh, Aaron Kellyman's in this because she was Infus Nest from the solo movie. Uh huh. If you guys remember that, um, and did a uh, a fantastic job with that role as well. So actually seeing that she's like one of the main characters in this, you know, not to get too crazy spoilerific here for both, no. but but um, you know she is uh, she's a bit super powered, and you. The, they don't realize it to begin with, and she, you know, knocks them out of a truck. <laughs> oh, that's her. That, yeah. I yes. she looked familiar. Yeah, Aaron Kellyman. I've, I've mm-hmm. only seen Solo once, um, mm-hmm. but I, I knew there was something very familiar about her. Yeah. Yeah. She a, has a Star Wars tie-in, so she's a, she's worked with the mouse before, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's it's, it's funny because he's also, you know, Wyatt Russell has made the comment that he's, you know, he's glad that that everybody hates his portrayal of Cap. He's not bothered by it at all. He feels like, you know, if you don't get that reaction, then you're doing something yeah. wrong. And he's yeah. he's all about, he's not, I'm not going to expect you. It's, it's great that you have these mixed feelings about this character. You don't have to like him. You don't have to mm-hmm. love him. Have your, form your own opinion of him. And that's perfectly fine with him. He's not bothered by it. That's good that he's being a really good sport about it because, I mean, the whole not my cap movement and all the yeah. tagging and things like that, <laughs> that, that has actually been really cool. Um, honestly, I know I know Brock was very outspoken about, you know, the way he looked at the end of the first episode. And it's like, you know, he was like Carl from up and he just had the, the chin. But when we actually got into the second mm-hmm. episode and you actually started to hear him talk, I was like, 
okay, he's kind of winning me over a little bit. He's, you know, he's obviously he's 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 not Steve Rogers. He's not going to ever be that, mm-hmm. and he's not really trying to be. You know, he's he's pretty outspoken about the whole super serum thing being really unpredictable and things like that. So it, it's it's an interesting take. It's like he's trying to be Captain America, but but also be his own person. As so well. he he is going by the name Captain America in this. Yeah. Like they have him as he's he's carrying the moniker, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I've seen a lot of people call him U.S. agent, but yeah. He's yeah. So I think that's something like Captain America. Right. Star yeah, Spangled think- Man with a plan. I, th- I think the reason they're doing that in the show is, you know, I-, I think in the original material, he was U.S. agent. And that's kind of what they refer to him as. But in the show, it, it just makes more sense, I guess, yeah. in the M- so far as the MCU goes, to kind of rile us up a little bit to, to be like, how dare you? We all we feel like we fought alongside Steve Rogers. And then you just give the shield to this guy. Mm-hmm. And then you get that whole, you know, not my cap movement. And I've noticed that that's kind of that's still that's kind of calmed down a little bit now that we've got a couple of episodes in and he's different, but it's kind of like folks instead of just like totally going, uh-uh, everyone's kind of like, all right, I want to see where this goes. Yeah, I can see it's kind of where we are right now. It's kind of like, I want to see where this goes. Yeah. And then you have also the toxicity of fandoms that uh, are actually giving this guy death threats this people come on really yeah. hey, come on it's not hey, yeah. hey, at least it's not star wars okay <laughs> i mean it, yeah, it's one thing to be passionate about it but i mean at some point you know people it's like with anything in life people take some things way too far way too serious you realize this is not real right mm-hmm. no. well and you know this uh, much like carrie fisher you know, th- this guy is is the, the son of two very, very, yeah. very famous people. Yes. He's probably used to being in the public eye. Yeah. He's used to hearing this stuff. So a lot of this stuff is probably why he's so chill about it. Mm-hmm. People being so either the far right yeah. of toxic and then the people who are just like the not my cap and they're just being really blase about it. He's probably eating this stuff up. Right. Overall. Well, they've also... Especially in the in the third episode, they have kind of put him on the back burner for the time being because mm-hmm. of where they're focusing mm-hmm. now with certain Just person from past Marvel movies. Just say it. Yeah, go ahead. We're I'm good. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just Zemo. Zemo uh, has has reappeared and uh, makes sense. Makes sense. Plays a heavy, heavy, heavy part in the third episode. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they they underutilized him originally. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, he oh, was just totally. barely there. And then now he's back and he's like a major player now yeah. in, in the story. And I mean, you know, the, just the performance so far has been phenomenal. Yeah. And just the interaction between the, the, the three, well, yes. four of them at one point, but the, really the three of them, the interaction there yes. is it, just awesome. I agree. In my mind, it's the anti-hero aspect of what Marvel tends to do, like especially where Loki's concerned. You know, when Thor went mm-hmm. to Loki and Loki's famous comment, you must be desperate. desperate. Mm-hmm. So the same with having to go to Zemo, you realize that for what they need, they, they don't have any other choice. It's a character that you have a feeling that you were supposed to not like this character. You were supposed to be against this character. But now you're going to feel like you've got to start rooting for this character because of what he's bringing to benefit the need mm-hmm. that is in front of them at the moment. The fact that the first before they even went to Zemo, the first person that they went to was Isaiah Bradley. Right. They actually right. went to Isaiah Bradley. And the fact that and, and for those unaware, I mean, uh, Isaiah Bradley was like the second Captain America. Mm-hmm. He had his own arc. 
and the fact that in the show, he was basically poked and prodded and, and he is very, very bitter about it because once, you know, he was uh, incarcerated, they used his, his blood, supposedly used his blood to make super serum. Mm -hmm. And that's what they've been. They've isolated out the, what they needed from his blood in order to make super serum. And that's what we're seeing now in the show. So the, the, I don't think we're done there. I think oh, we not may at see all. him again, you know? No, it, I, I don't think that they would have built this up just to be done with it just like that. There's so much more to unravel with that. What we're seeing in these current episodes is you see what Sam is kind of dealing with now in that I gave up the shield because, you know, I'm not I'm not worthy of the title. You know, he knows that it's big shoes to fill. And the symbolism of being Captain America, I mean, it's just a heavy load to carry. But now I think he's realizing that, you know, even though he doesn't feel that worthiness, mm -hmm. he's now dealing with the regret of giving it up and, and mm -hmm. watching it being passed on. And maybe the question in his mind is, did I pass it to the wrong hands? And remind me, we're we're three episodes in, so we have three episodes left, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Mm. That's still a lot to unpack in three episodes. Um, if they're going to continue on with talking about Isaiah Bradley, we're going to get a little more, hopefully a little more familiar um, and a little more used to potentially having this new Captain America. I'm assuming if, if this doesn't just wrap up at the end that he's going to be around after this. I don't know if that's going to be part of the story. I don't know. I, I am coming out of a complete place of ignorance because I never read the comics on this. Mm -hmm. And I am super happy being blissfully ignorant about this <laughs> because I like being surprised about what's going on. And I'm perfectly happy mm -hmm. with having the the storytellers shape this around what's going to be the, the future of what phase are we in now with Marvel's five or something or four, I think. four or four. Yeah, yeah. Phase one was all the the first Avengers movie. Phase two was Ultron, and then Phase three was um, uh, in game. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a, that's going to be a lot to unpack. It's going to be interesting. And it, granted, you know, we discussed earlier in an earlier episode that th these episodes are longer, but it still seems like you know they're, they're covering a lot of stuff. But there's still going to be a lot to have to, that they have to unpack to to bring this to a satisfactory conclusion. I think in three episodes, especially since you know this is this is a TV show after all. <laughs> And the last episode is the big one. It's the finale. Mm -hmm. It's got to have the big hook and then the, the thing to make you want more. So, you know, we're, we're, you know, we'll definitely see the last episode be one of those things where it's like, by the way, keep your Disney Plus subscription. We've got more coming. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm really interested if we are seeing actual like Easter eggs for the X-Men. Because at one point on one of the gates in uh, Mandrapur, there's a massive X on the gate. In a red, it's a red X in a red circle. Mm -hmm. Oh, so like, oh wow! Yeah, it looks. I just, didn't looks, notice that. Yeah, he, it's a far off shot, but there's a there's a big gate, and it's got the circle, red circle with the with the X in it. And mm -hmm. It's like, I hope that's a hint. It does make you oh. wonder, because Strange. I mean, Madripoor has the tie to the X Men. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go back and look at the history of that fictional city. It's got yeah. ties to Wolverine. It's got ties to X-Men. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's just those little. Uh, you know, you know, guys, five years down the road, we're going to be looking back at this and going either what the heck did they, what were they thinking about introducing the X-Men this way? Or else we'll be thinking that oh, was wow. masterfully done. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But we're at this point now to where we're sitting here going, 
how are they going to do it? How are we going to, how are we going to get Wolverine? How are we going to, are they, is it going to be, is it, is it going to be Wolverine's, you know, <laughs> we're going to pick up where we left off where, you know, Wolverine's gone. Is it going to be like, I mean, we don't, we, we don't, we don't know. I would say my, my big theory on like with mutants in general, I don't know if they, they may do the X-Men or whatever, or if they do mutants. This has been my, my fun theory since I've watched Endgame. Thanks to the events of Infinity War Endgame, Earth has been the center of three mm-hmm. snaps. The one, the initial Thanos, two, the bring everyone back, three for when they took care of Thanos. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking, my, my theory is, okay, well, all that kind of cosmic energy, radiation, craziness is going to alter everyone in that area or that planet. Therefore, that may introduce the the mutant gene into the into the world. Oh, so that that would that would explain why mutants are concentrated on Earth. Yeah, I get. I don't oh, know. Predominantly I don't, on Earth. That's just that's kind of one of my theories about it. But then again, I was thinking, well, crap, that that's interesting. But then again, you're going to have to play with the the X Men time frame for like uh, like say if they do it, Ma- Magneto and mm-hmm. Xavier, where Magneto was, you know, he was a kid during the uh, World War II. Now, if you try to really adjust that, now he would be like Magneto would be like. 9,000 years old, you know, so I mean, I honestly, <laughs> I honestly think that they're just going to, to leave X-Men as it was with 20th Century Fox and then just start anew. You know, we'll have memories of all of the characters, but that, that would be a way to kind of justify that because yeah. we don't even really have to worry about that having happened because well, we're just going to start anew. Well, therefore, like I said, they're going to maybe tiptoe with the whole multiverse thing with uh, with Wanda and Doctor Strange. Maybe mm-hmm. they could be it's like, possible. hey, this exists, but it exists over here, but it still exists with us. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, th- this this whole thing that's going on with them talking about, you know, the, the group that's that doesn't that wants everything to go back after mm-hmm. the, you know, the snap happened because it was better because there weren't as many people here and whatnot. You know that that they're already talking about that that feeding into the hatred of mutants as well. Oh, uh, that there's a possibility that. that that hatred of just the genocidal hate is going to be more of uh, feeding into to mutants. So that may be how we see mutants get introduced. Is like like you like you mentioned. Not only did everybody come back, but people may have come back with with more powers. Like they may have come back from the snapping as you know mutants, and, and they just don't realize yeah. it yet. Yeah, mm. technically everyone's like five years younger than everyone. I mean, I don't know. That's you know, yeah. the snapping. I like that. I never thought mm-hmm. about that. The- <laughs> yeah, and just to go back, the idea that kind of planted that into your mind with Wanda and the the interaction with the Mind Stone and how now it's touching on that that was that Mind Stone brought out that mutant gene in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, so we're going to get the Fantastic Four it's coming so- into the MCU as. That's, you know, here we go. Fantastic Four again. Let's see how this well, one turns out. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody was, t- I, I thought I overheard someone speaking during our, our, our the movie theater was talking about somehow like they were maybe hinting at Dr. Doom or something in Winter Soldier or something or something they may have hinted at. I don't know. You guys, like I said, you guys yeah. watched it more than me. There may be, has there been hints of like Lavatria or... Um, Latveria. Latveria. I always, yeah, yeah I'm terrible with names. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think that we've seen anything like that yet. But then again, they, they may not be prepared to play their hands yet. Like the whole yeah. thing with the uh, yeah. X on the gate, that may have just been a coincidence. I doubt yeah. it. I think you're onto something, Brock. I think that was legitimately, they were trying to show us something. Well, see, then uh, you think about it. I want to say it dates back to like uh, Civil War and all that Winter Soldier that, you know, they were tempting like um, I cannot think of it. Was it Baron? No, Baron, the right hand man of uh, Red Skull. I cannot think of his name. Was it Baron Zevo or 
I know Zemo. I'm terrible yeah. with names. No, so no, no. Excuse me. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> uh, 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 he was in the computer in I think it was Winter Soldier or Civil War. Anyway, so a lot of people thought he was going to become Modok. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, how, that was one of the popular yeah. theory. So that could be a way because I know Modok's tied a lot to the X Men. Mm-hmm. And and we assume he died because he uploaded his brain into all those mainframe computers, yeah. but we don't know that. It's the same as like we don't know that. Um, what was his name? Ultron. Yeah. You know, we assume that Ultron's gone because we saw Vision destroy the last of him. But was he really gone? It's Is he not like on a server somewhere? I mean, somebody got him on a floppy disk ready to, you know, a 3.5 waiting to destroy the world. <laughs> Five and a quarter, man. Come on. Well, yeah, if, let's get if, real here. Five and a quarter. <laughs> real to real. <laughs> Well, this might be a tad off the subject, but if Star Wars has taught us anything, no one's ever really gone. This is very true, and this is the same company. Oh, yeah. Uh, is perfectly willing to do that. But I will say, because this is a TV uh, movie medium, they have to be a lot more obvious about things. Right. Um, yeah. Whereas comics, comics, you can see, you'll see one comic come out, and a comic will come out 20 years retconning the other comic, and then you'll have... This happened, and then you never know what's going on unless you've read every single one of them, which is what they want you to do in the first place. But with MCU, they're going to be clever about this, but they have to also be very obvious about it. Because if they're introducing an entire new existing franchise into a – not just an existing one, a a successful franchise – into a successful franchise, they have to be really obvious with how they're doing it. How they get to it won't be obvious, obviously, because we don't know – how they're going to get to it. But when it happens, it's going to be clear as day, I think. Right. As to, as to, as to, as to what's going on, they're going to just hit us with it. And it's going to be like, mm. Oh, that was just amazing. Mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of mind blowing, Bo had mentioned that he was talking to somebody in a movie theater. Oh man. Bo, what were you watching? That would be, Lizard versus Monkey, aka Godzilla versus Kong, a movie that turned me into an oh. eight-year-old kid who used to watch <laughs> all the kaiju sci-fi movies on Sci-Fi Channel. Um, um, sir, I, I, I want to be clear. Uh, he's not a monkey. He is a great ape. Yes, I know, I know. <laughs> but but for the in, the internet speech, he's a monkey. <laughs> we watched the first two Godzilla movies, you know, in this current iteration of uh, of these classics. And neither one of us, we realized, have watched Kong Skull Island. Oh, But we've man. seen the first two Godzilla, and then we watched Godzilla versus Kong over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, Skull Island's fun. You can tell definitely. Like, that's the one thing. Like, uh, it, it is Godzilla versus Kong, but it is also Warner Brothers who owns the Kong mm-hmm. franchise for now. It's definitely should be more Kong versus Godzilla when it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, coming off of this last Godzilla movie yes. where it's like Godzilla fought everything. Yeah. He like, he like fought every monster. And, right. and then, and then you get to this movie where, you know, he's, he does his initial battle with Kong. And, you know, as you would expect, Kong's holding his own pretty darn well, but Godzilla is the true alpha. Yeah. Um, in the end there. Um, but what did you guys, not, not to fast forward too much into this, yeah. but the most important, most impressive part of the movie, I felt the story was serviceable, but the most impressive part of the movie was that surprise antagonist that popped in at the very end. 
Well, that's very funny because you were talking about earlier with Elon. Like I, you know, at times I was like, Apex, you know, could be Tesla. You never know. (laughs) And then then the, the movie starts out and it's like, just random attack on Pensacola. It's like, yeah. <laughs> who would even attack Pensacola? Well, like, I, mean, I was what? telling Brock, you know, apparently uh, oh. the, uh, Godzilla must have been a, a attendee at that uh, Pensacola Paracon where the AC <laughs> was not working. And, you know, it was like it was August 100 degrees inside the building. Yeah. That was oh God. <laughs> but no, that was like of odd places. I was like, of all places to see yeah, Godzilla Pensacola. attack the U.S. Pensacola? Yeah, I mean, you that's know, close to my I mean, home. Yeah, and then they like, they show the little red orb. Yeah. Um. Yeah. At the, after yeah, he's attacked, and I'm like, that's an eyeball. Yeah. yeah. That that's that's like an eyeball. What what yeah. the heck is this, man? Mm-hmm. Um. T- and, t- and I'm sitting. I'm like, I'm getting Mecha Godzilla vibes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, see that and, the movie threw me a complete curveball because I was like, honestly, for me, the reason why I thought Godzilla was being bad was because it was a Mecha Godzilla in a Godzilla yeah. like exactly. like a, a cover. I, 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 I was like, that I was, was like, going to be at the beginning. That was like that's this is why he's doing it. Like they're you know they're framing Godzilla, yeah. not the <laughs> fact that you know he was you know being the alpha man, the the alpha monster. You know, who framed Godzilla? Yeah, well, I think what they did, <laughs> I think what they did in the beginning was they were and granted they don't really ever say this, but they were testing the equipment. Yeah. They legitimately wanted him to attack. Oh yeah, um, they wanted him to attack Pensacola so that it would put up public outcry, so that everyone would support them and would support their mission to create a true alpha that could yeah. beat him down, you know? Speak, speaking of which, like I said, his attack on Pensacola, that was one of the times where I have to remember, you know, I can't always, if I'm going to suspend disbelief, it's got to be for everything. Like when they sneak onto the destroyed property of Apex, you've got Millie Bobby around her character, and I can't thank her friend and the podcaster guy. They mm-hmm. sneak on there, and I'm like, oh, man, this place would be covered with security. But then again, I remember, hey, I'm watching a giant lizard fight a giant ape, you know? So <laughs> it's yeah. to choose my battles. Oh, and, and, yeah. and, and tying Apex into Tesla, Yeah, I mean, Elon's building big, massive tunnels underneath cities. <laughs> Apex has a super tunnel <laughs> exactly. from, like, Pensacola to Hong Kong. Well, that's also like with just the name of it was like Apex. I was like, oh, these are the bad guys. Oh, so these are what, bad guys. So, Brock, what are you trying to tell me is he's tunneling to the center of the earth to find that hidden power source so that we don't have to depend on solar? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I'm, I'm saying he's trying to find the power source. You never have to stop at another supercharger. Speaking of which of Hollow Earth, uh, uh, I know it's not Bill Skazgar. What is it? Is his brother? Oh, it's Alexander Skazgar. Yeah. Or as I kept Skarsgård. calling him, Discount Owen Wilson. I don't know. That might have been just the vibe I was getting from. I mean, never, the guy was good as good as his job. Wow. Yeah. Bo, you never watched wow. True Blood, apparently. Uh, no, the wife has. I have not. That's yeah. what the wife. That's what the wife. She goes. He's from. He's from True Blood. I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Why I do have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's a great actor. No, I mean, he who's good at the job. But like I said, I just kept getting Owen Wilson vibes from him. But I mean, you know. But overall, you should call him Discount Owen Wilson. <laughs> Godzilla, wow, wow, monkey, wow. But no, like, like, it's like that was like it was really cool. Like you got essentially you've got Kong versus Zilla, then you got Journey to the Center of the Earth in the middle of the movie. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. Like it was like overall, like I said, I was me. Like I said I I enjoyed it. Like I said, I'm not going to lie. When you know the whole weight of you know finally Godzilla and King Kong finally got going i mean if you told me in a million years i would see a movie where godzilla and king kong fight on the, the main part of a battleship no way i would have told you i would never thought i'd see that man. <laughs> yeah and godzilla and king kong teaming up to take down mecha godzilla yeah and mecha godzilla 
was, I mean, that was their way of saying, oh, 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 Pacific Rim. That's so cute. Now look what we can do. That was the cool thing. Because, like, I want to say what Mechagodzilla, like, in the original movies, like I said, I'm no old movie expert. I just watched them when I was younger, remember enjoying them. But I was he was like he was part of an alien project or something in the I don't get me wrong, like you guys. I'm not sure. But I like how they worked it into their universe where basically they had one of the skulls from Ghidorah as like a network at their place. Mm-hmm. And then they had the other skull in the Mecha Godzilla. And mm-hmm. essentially it went rogue on its own and right. was like, you know That's what happens have, when you synthesize yeah. a power source you don't know anything about and just and the guy who is drunk off of his rear. Yeah, it's like upload it. Let's get it going. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, Should watch this. Plug her he in. Was, <laughs> yeah, he was discount R- Ricardo Montalban for me, so I had a couple of discount characters in there. For me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he was good. He was the sleazy billionaire, you know, bad guy. I, you know, I have I have good intentions because people in our technology is better than giant monsters. Did you see what happened in Pensacola? <laughs> want that to happen to you exactly now take a drink and let's mm-hmm. plug this new power source in and let's get it going yeah <laughs> meanwhile you know i back in the day i could i could only get an eight megabyte download in you know alabama but yet they uploaded you know <laughs> a, a completely foreign <laughs> element through the earth's many layers of Re- crust that's right remember oh and 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 watching godzilla get absolutely mad when he realized that kong was in the center of the earth so he just looks down yes. and then just blows a hole through the middle of the world. Yeah. And then, of course, me, I'm thinking at the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, so, you know, Hong Kong is absolutely wrecked now, which yeah. you know, that's, that's typical. Okay. <laughs> now, now Hong Kong has to deal with, they've got a, a mass transit, potential mass transit system halfway through the earth now. Well, what are they going to do with that? Well, luckily, they're not the Alabama Department of Transportation because they would never <laughs> fill it anyway. So, you know. <laughs> just, they'll, they'll just put some, they just put some cones up around it and they said, let's yeah. just ignore yeah, yeah. it. Look, hole in the center of the earth. Man, we got I-20. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, like I said, the movie in general, like there's so many good check marks. Like I said, they had that. And I'm not going to lie. I'm, I've got to buy it. Hopefully they put it on vinyl. But if not, I'll buy the CD. The soundtrack, all the amazing oh synth wave yeah. and all the 80s feel like that was one the cool thing about it. like I said, this was a modern movie. But like you could tell they borrowed a lot of the the current element of Stranger Things and the big favorite thing, favorite thing was synth wave, like all the neon of Hong Kong with the, the synth yes. wave battle music was mm-hmm. just like, yes, had me just like inject this into my veins because I, I could not get enough of it. And I'm sitting there and looking for the building where Batman, you know, was in oh, the yeah. Dark Knight. <laughs> and I'm like, where was he? Which building was he in? It might have been that one. I don't know. It's gone now. I'm sorry. Which one did he skyhook out of? <laughs> it got leveled by a yeah. big giant lizard now. So Early early on. Early on. <laughs> I, I, that, that brings me into like with superhero worlds and now these monster worlds. Is I, wonder, I wonder what it's like to be an insurance agent in that universe. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you just like, just don't do anything. Like, just, I'm not going into work today. <laughs> but but like I said, overall, like I said, I, I, I like both characters. I like Kong and Godzilla. I mean, I'm more partial on Godzilla because, I mean, how is it hard not to root for Godzilla? Because Godzilla is one of the iconic creatures of all time. But like, yeah. I have a feeling like I know, like I said, you know, Godzilla, I do believe overall Godzilla is better. And of course, they've adjusted Kong for him to be a more challenging competitor in this universe. Yes. Let's talk about that for a second, Bo. Okay. So imagine we're in the we're, we're writing the script and we just came off of the Godzilla movie where he fought mm-hmm. all the monsters and yeah. beat the ever loving crap out of them. So yeah. they're like, 
come on, guys. You know, there's no freaking way Kong's going to take him down. But what, what do we got to do? All right. All right. All right. Listen up. Listen up. Okay. I, I got an idea. Let's have him go to the center of the earth where they came from, and he'll come back with a giant axe, and then he'll have a weapon, and it'll make a lot more sense. Now, essentially, it was his Kong tomahawk. Was that like a scale of a, of a type of like uh, of Godzilla species? Yes. Yes, it was. It yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what why I Godzilla like could breed the, the energy on it, mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, I, I know it was just, it was so good. Like I said, when they finally got their last big scrap before the, the final villain comes out, like, even though Godzilla had him pinned down, I think Godzilla realized, hey, you know, even though I just whooped your butt, you know, I respect you. You know, I don't know. Like, I don't know for me, you know. I don't think that Godzilla meant to kill him. No. I don't think he cared, honestly. He just, his whole deal was you could look in his, the way they did a really good job with the animation was, uh, the the CG was, you could look in his eyes and he was just telling him, submit, submit. Like, 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 admit, I beat you. I mean, he's like, I don't want to kill you, but I mean, you know. And and as soon as Kong stopped fighting him, he roared at him and stopped fighting him. Godzilla backed off and said, okay. We cool. I'm the alpha. Yeah. And of course, you know, you know, Kong nearly died there yeah. from that because he fought along too too long and he probably crushed his ribs, you know, stomping on him. But if it comes down to endurance, yes, Godzilla has it all because I mean they used the nuclear bomb in the second movie to recharge him. So I mean, you know, but like I don't know, like, I could gush over this movie. Like I, I, I just like it was. It was just, just so stupid fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. Was, I, I went to the theater. This is the first time I've been to the theater since February of 2020. And saw Sonic the Hedgehog, which was a same thing. Stupid fun movie that yep. I enjoyed. <laughs> yep. So it was nice to have a big bucket of popcorn next to me. My drink. My son was with me. My wife was with me. And we went to the seven o'clock showing. So he's, I mean, he was both just kind of the whole time they were fighting. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for him, you know, around 830, the movie ended around a little bit after nine. So about 830, he's passed out <laughs> over here. And I'm still just like the big battle in Hong Kong has me like hyped up to all kinds of stuff. But also, we can't continue with the fight. One thing it was good to see in this movie is you saw Godzilla in the daylight. That has been one of the biggest yeah. problems yes. of the two movies, which I mean, I understand that was to kind of hide some of the CG issues. But overall, seeing him yeah. fight in the daylight with him, Mechagodzilla, and Kong, and I kind of really, that's one thing I'm glad they beat him, Mechagodzilla. But I was so hoping it was going to end with Kong on one side of Mechagodzilla, Godzilla in the side, and they just split him down the middle. That was the way I wanted it to end. <laughs> yeah. But I know it ended like that. Like Godzilla charged the axe, Kong cut the head off, and Kong held the head up. So that was kind of like, you know, Warner Brothers like being like, hey, our boy's bad. Don't get me wrong. Godzilla just whooped his butt, but our boy's yeah. bad too, you know. And then Godzilla was like, he gets up and he kind of looks at Kong and everybody's like, oh man, he's not going to do this crap again. And then I swear, the first thing I thought was that look he gave him when he started to turn around yeah. and walk away, he kind of looked back and he was like, I'm watching you, Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> Always watching you. Always watching. And then he just goes off into the water and it's like, it, it just kind of, the way the end it is kind of like, you know, this might not be over. Kong's got to watch right. what he's doing or else we it's may just, be seeing this again. It mostly comes down to whether if uh, Toho wants Warner Brothers to do more movies, because I think they're done with their initial contract now. I'm, so. sure, well, I'm sure we're going to get another Kong movie. It'd be ridiculous for Warner Brothers not to do another Kong movie. Well, it, Kong it, goes back through the hole yeah. into the middle of the world. <laughs> yeah. Stargate. Kong. Just seeing all the reports. Kong fills in the pothole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kong. Kong defeats Al Dodge. Just seeing reports of, of theaters. I mean, we had, we had several friends who went to the theaters this weekend to see it. 
And they were just saying that people were in there, you know, mm-hmm. as safely as could be. People were back in the theaters to see this. For me, like not every theater, not every show or whatever theater room was open, but the rooms that were, were open were full. But it was social distance. Like it would be like it'd be, it was me, my wife, my son. And then it'd be like a two seat space. And then there was a couple of folks and they would do that. But then the row, row in front of me or behind me, they would be staggered where the mm-hmm. empty seats were beside me. The folks would be in front of them if that may, or behind mm-hmm. them, if that made sense. So like what they were allowed to put in there, it was it was a full room. That's the, the, perfect. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys remember, I don't know if you remember, but I mean, I kept my A-list with AMC for a long while after everything started to implode. And I, and once they were, they were still letting people go in and they were doing, they had reopened and they were doing social distancing. And I was, I was like literally one of the first people to be back in the theater mm-hmm. when they reopened. Tenet, right? yeah. 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 Oh, actually, no, it wasn't Tenet. It was something that it was a new mutants, new mutants. Okay. Was new, I think it was. I, th- I think it was new views. I, I I don't remember 100. percent But I was back in there, and they were like, "I, I think you 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 and your date are like the first people that have been back today <laughs> since we opened." And they were going through uh, all the safety procedures, and they were everyone in there was really well briefed. And then what Bo is describing about how they've got the you know every other row cordoned off. Um, they're maintaining. They're cleaning. Everybody is being really good about it. Obviously, trust your gut if you don't feel like you want to yeah. go back to the theater yet. But I'm saying it's about as safe as it could be there yeah. right now. It really is. And if you want to go and enjoy the theater, don't wait. Just go and do yeah. it, man. And I know Jess over here is dying to get back to the popcorn buckets. Well, that's- <laughs> hey, they're still going to honor my 2020 popcorn bucket. Also with me, also because like I said, I'm do the I don't do the I don't do the A list, but I do this, the premiere stubs or whatever. And mm-hmm. it was my birthday's this month, so hey, I got the free large drink and large popcorn <laughs> for my birthday. So that there was awesome, go. especially after Boom. Uh, three tickets for IMAX. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's and, and because of the theaters are the way they are, you didn't have to wait in line for the bathroom for that uh, large either, did you? No. <laughs> But it was great, as I said. I, I definitely I plan to sign up for a list, especially by the time late October, early November rolls around, because I'm going to see Afterlife probably oh, once a week until they take yeah. it out. Oh, Black Widow. I mean, so oh, yeah. I, I think our um our a list, we never stopped it. They they stopped it on its own. Mm-hmm. I think our a list is scheduled to start renewing again. In June, the, 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 the way that's what mine is because I did the the Stubbs premiere or whatever, and mm-hmm. my what we was supposed to run out of like June last year, where they just extended it a year, so now it'll end at June of this year. But like I said, probably around then, either I will continue that or I will change over to A list. A list is so worth it. Jess and I, and, until the pandemic happened, we got our money's worth out of that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. three movies a week, we would. There and are a couple of times we went and I, saw three movies on a Saturday because it's what we twenty had, bucks a month. Yeah, twenty. Mm-hmm. It was twenty one after tax, twenty one after change. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of a lot of the problem that we've run into with just with the fact that they're that AMC is not doing very well is that like I stopped my my A list because the theater that is closest to me, uh, they just went to where they were only open on weekends, and I always like to go in like after work. I would I would just yeah. leave my house and just go and watch a movie. There were some some weeks where I would just go like two or three times a week three or four times a week and I would just go after work and go and watch. So it, it, it immediately, at least from my use case, it became less, it, it became less uh, exciting for me. You know what I mean? Quick question. Does the A-list cover like the, how, like one thing I've noticed the theaters are doing, which I'm kind of glad they're doing, they're doing these now where the events of like older movies, they're showing them again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does that cover your A-list? Yes. Oh, yeah. you, yes. Okay. Any movie. So that'd be it. Yeah. You, you could see any one particular Almost. movie as much as you want, but it can't be more than three times a week. 
Gotcha. It, it covers almost everything. The only thing that it doesn't cover is like live broadcasts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I understand. It doesn't cover sense. those, but they but they explicitly tell you that on the website. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We would have started going back to movies already, but there just hasn't been anything in the theater that we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Like so Kong was like one of the Kong's Godzilla was like one of those movies. I was like, man, I got to see yep. that in the theater if I can. And that, that it delivered. It was well worth it. Like, I'm so glad that was my experience through it. Of course, like you were talking about, you said you had some audio issues with the HBO oh, Max version. Correct? Big time. We were, we fired it up. <laughs> We've never had an issue with HBO Max and mm-hmm. we, st- we fired up Godzilla last night and the sound effects and the music, they were very loud and then the dialogue was very faint, very soft. And I'm like, is, like, is, is my sound bar going out? Something going wrong? And so I, I jumped online to see if anybody else was having issues with that. And I found a lot of people on Reddit that were commenting how theirs were doing the same thing. And it's like the movie is optimized for DTS and our mm-hmm. sound bar is not DTS. But the, the workaround that somebody had mentioned and that we found worked for us was turning the sound bar on to night mode. And that balanced out the sound effects and the dialogue. But we had to turn it for yeah. the first 15 minutes of the movie, turn it way up to hear the dialogue. Yeah. And of course, it got loud, had to turn it down. Yeah. yeah. So, and you shouldn't have to do that, you know? Yeah. I, I don't should, know what happened. I don't know. Hopefully, HBO Max is going to fix that. But I, I lost the first 10 to 15 minutes of the movie because I'm sitting there fiddling with the sound bar. <laughs> I have to let you know how my experience is because I plan to probably revisit the movie later in the week. So. I would like to, I would love the opportunity to try to go and see it in the theater. Yeah. And oh, it, it, y'all guys can definitely do it. It's well worth it. Like I said, I'm so the theater is back and I'm so glad. I want that experience again and seeing your enjoyment, not only just of the movie, but just to be mm-hmm. back in the theater again, just to be yep. sitting in a theater and seeing a movie again. And mm, like good. Brock says, this was, this was what we used to do. And, and when it's, you realize when it's gone, Yep. How much you you miss that and you want that experience back again. That was our thing. We we love going to the movies and, and I hope that we're getting back to that very soon. Very, very soon. I, I yeah. can't wait to I mean, this, this is, this is going to be kind of gushy, guys, but I can't wait to be able to go and sitting in a theater and have a movie with all of you guys. Oh, my next planned trip to the movies is Mortal Kombat. That's that's, that's that's next month, or is it later? This when month? are we going? Uh, later in this month. It's going to be later this month. Uh, it's uh, April twenty third. I think we have okay. got to reactivate a list. <laughs> um, Reactiv- I, I think I, that'll I would, be okay abs- to watch at home, but I still like I, you know, like I said, I, I want to see that in the movies. That's gonna I would fun. absolutely love to go and see it as a group if we could get okay. some folks together. That would be fun. Yes. Are they still doing the hundred dollar rent a theater? <laughs> we'll get the whole thing to ourselves. Come on. <laughs> Dude, that would be amazing. Dude, we chip in 25 bucks a piece. 25 bucks yeah, a piece. Yeah, yeah, we got this. Huh? 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 We just have to find how many people I'm can you have? I'm going to look have it up right now. No. Oh, Kevin is searching. I'm trying to think. How many people can you have in there with you? I want to say, is it 20? Hey, just four of us. Come on. This is just us. If you pay the 100 bucks, what does it matter? You got the yeah. theater. <laughs> have y'all been breathing around each other lately? <laughs> yeah? Come on in. <laughs> We have that been was, now. Somebody, somebody was asking me about that. It was like, is the theater, are they doing something with their filtrations? I was like, ah, I don't know. AMC, I, AMC I remember last year, put out something about their filtration systems, how they were up in the process of upgrading all the different filters and stuff. I, I would but be perfectly fine going back to a theater. I have no issues. It was fine. Like I said, you wore your mask until you sat down. If you ate, you wore your mask. If mm. you, you know, I mean, to me, like I said, it's you know no different than the restaurants now. So I mean, yeah. you spend uh, about the same amount of time. 
depending on how you, you eat, but you know. You know, I'm, I'm tired of wearing them. I'm tired of throwing a mask on, but at the same time, I'm so used to it. I don't really care. Yeah. it's Well, like with me, like the mask isn't too bad. Like for me to sit in the movie theater for two hours with it was if I had wore it the whole, if I had to wear it the whole time, it wouldn't be bad because like I said, I do the manufacturing and why wear it in a hot warehouse for 12 hours. So, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's my wife. She's a nurse. She wears all the PPE and she wears like the N95 mask for like 12 hours. So, you know, what's being inside an air conditioned room Yeah, for two. Right. You get an answer yet, Kevin? I'm working. Uh, we're, we're, going, we're going to find it in a minute. We have top men on working on this. Top <laughs> men. Top researchers in the field here. Yeah. It's, it's a little more steep than you guys thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that fight scenes in Godzilla versus Kong would have been worth seeing at IMAX. We, we need to reactivate and try to hit it. Uh, overall, like, so this, going back to the movie, like, don't expect Oscar worthy story or performances. It's like, it, it, that was the best thing about that. Movie. Some people were like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm like, you're watching Godzilla fight King Kong. Just yep. enjoy it. Just have Just, fun. Just don't. In, yeah. It's, it's the amount of people I've seen raging about how, like the, the story wasn't great. I'm like, you didn't come here for a story. No. You came here to watch big kaijus fight each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if you want a story out of Hollywood at any time over the last few years, you're not really going to find a good one that's original anyway yeah. no no Maybe. but i mean it's like it was fun like i guess i highly recommend especially if you have like younger kids you know then i would say you know nothing too young because they make it scary because it got it gets a little loud and stuff like that but overall you know you get a five this six five six year old kid and older you know i think and, and the cool thing about it is yeah there's you know there's story stuff going on but overall it keeps their attention they have fun like i said my my six-year-old had a great time until sleep sleep won. so and <laughs> the battle of godzilla and kong sleep was who won so that's the sequel godzilla versus kong mm-hmm. versus sleep versus sleep yeah <laughs> you guys are going to be disappointed they have not announced any show times from what i can see of mortal kombat even though it's on their website i don't understand why they haven't i think Alexa, i know uh, it was originally supposed to come out like a weekend i was off yeah now it's coming yeah. out a weekend i gotta work and then the next available weekend for us is a uh event we have we're discussing so i don't know if it's weekend wise but you know we'll yeah, who, who's got the biggest tv screen out of all of us I got a forty. I got a fifty-five. That's you. Sixty-five. Oh, we're going to Kevin's. Yeah, we're going to pile up. Pretty good sound system now too. Yeah, we can do it. (laughs) You guys know I'll have it. I mean, yeah, I'll have it for sure. All right, we're going to Kevin's for Mortal Kombat. (laughs) If if we can't get to the IMAX, we're going to Kevin's. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and just 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 as an FYI, if we actually got it, um, in the theaters, if we managed to get it, it's two hundred and fifty dollars for up to twenty people. Oh, man, they, they, so they ditched the $99 deal. No, no, no. They have $99, but, but the new releases, new releases yeah. are $250. Oh. Like, like if you did Godzilla versus Kong, like this weekend, it would be yeah. $250. But if you made it a couple months, it would be, yes, you could have 20 people. We know 20 uh, people. <laughs> well, there we go. Easily. Yeah. We could do our own ticketing. We could like, you know, have a bow stand outside as a bouncer and go, well, where's your money? <laughs> <laughs> we can have you a special Bama one Geeks. Of them tickets. <laughs> we can have a special Bama Geeks listener appreciation. Ooh, ooh, you know, oops, three yeah, of them. Man. <laughs> hey. But the problem is, is we don't know who is listening to us at this point. So it, it might not be a good idea. <laughs> of course, my if mom you know has been personally. wanting me to take her to the movies for years. You never know. Hey, hey, come on, mom. <laughs> but seriously, you guys are definitely more than welcome to come over. And if we want to watch it together, that would be awesome. Dude, we like, really awesome. We'll see how to get the scheduling stars to align. I actually what? am off that week. Hmm. Because I'm taking the week of my, my birthday off. So nice. Very cool. 
Yeah, because me and you both, we're both April birthdays, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm April 28th. I'm 20th. Are we getting back to the Taurus and Leo discussion again? No, we're not. Of course, no. you're older than me, Kev. You're gonna, are you going to be 41? I'm going to be 41, yeah. I, mean, I, I turned 40, so yeah, this is going to be interesting. How does it feel, Bo? Does it feel actually, like- actually, after some very sound sound health advice from my doctor and losing mm-hmm. some weight, I actually I feel better. I feel more in my 20s right now. I feel like I'm in my 20s again. Maybe not if I try to pick up, run, go crazy, but as of like... <laughs> Overall feeling like I feel mm-hmm. I feel the best I have in a very long time. Oh, that's, that's good. good. That's good to hear, Thirty man. pounds and doing a lot better health decisions and better eating wise, and I'm working in some exercise. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been I've been finding the the weight you've been losing, man. So that's all that's all good. Mm-hmm. I think we all have. <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> I'm working on it. Like I said, it, it feels good. Like I said, it's it's really good. Like with tying into like Ghostbusters. Like I I had my extra my just one flight suit I was wearing there for a while. And now I've inherited. Now I get. I've got back to two I was using and my Alexander. So overall, I now have four flight suits going down from one. Dang, man. That's awesome. I'm hoping I can eventually lose enough weight where I can actually wear like jeans and stuff under my flight suit where now it's just, you know, T-shirt and some shorts, you know, maybe I can mm-hmm. actually do like in the movies, just throw it off and go. You know? Yeah. So if, yeah. You have, if you have any wellness tips, just hashtag Bama Geeks Health and Wellness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for our second episode of Bama Geeks. We certainly appreciate you joining us and hope you've enjoyed the topics. And we are already planning the third episode and we'll toss some things around and see what we can come up with. But we, uh, we've we gotten some great feedback from a lot of our friends and, and a couple of people who, you know, who we don't know that have reached out to us. And we certainly appreciate the feedback. And if you want to find us online, our social media channels, just at Bama Geeks. That's everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And just look up Bama Geeks on YouTube. So you can see, you know, you can listen to the podcast on YouTube as well. Eventually, we'll cross over into the video realm where you can see all of our smiling faces. You know, at least the three of us with facial hair. Jess, thankfully, has not. So, <laughs> but uh, if if you want to tag us at Bama Geeks or hashtag Bama Geeks, we use that pretty regularly, and we appreciate you listening and and being a part of us. Anybody got any final thoughts? Stay classy, but most importantly, thanks for stopping by. Stay classy, Alabama, and beyond. We'll see you next episode. Thanks so much. <laughs>